Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast. This is episode 3-5. I am 50% of your host unit, Rob Nichols. And I am about 50 to 72% host unit, Purnell. That's us. We're giving you... I'm good at math. We're giving you 125% of video game music every week on the show. Um, We listen to great video game music based on a specific topic. We talk about it and we jam out. Maybe we do, we dance. You don't, you can't see us dance. Oh, it happens. But but we usually dance. Yeah. It happens. And, um, and today we have a special guest, a comeback guest from our exciting episode number 10, which was the racing episode. We have Matt Waldron. Matt, how you doing? I'm good. I'm 110% Matt. (laughs) <laughs> There's a lot of math going on today. All right, you have 15, I'm the most mad I can be. You have 15% to catch up. <laughs> so our topic today, um, as we talk, talked about last week, is indie games. Um, just anything independently created video games. It's such an interesting topic when you think about it, too, because back in the day... Uh, not even so much back in the day. We're talking like maybe even early 2000s, late 90s. Mm-hmm. Indie games were something extra special. Like if an indie game cropped up, it was a surprise. They kind of peeked their head through the big conglomerate mass of mass production game companies. Outside of PC anyway, but even still, even on PC, unless you, unless you were really digging with Steam. But then nowadays it feels like indie games are carrying much of the home console market. It's 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 amazing to see how things have changed over the years. Absolutely, uh, Matt. Do you have any um, like? Uh, can you think of any indie games, past or present, that have really tickled your video game bone? Well, you know, uh, for a while, um, <laughs> I'm gonna let that one go. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a laptop that really. You know, was behind the times. It was like six years old, and it wouldn't run any new games. So for a long time, indie games were the only games that would run mm-hmm. on my laptop. So and and it was just at the time when like Cave Story had come out, and um, that was starting to be a popular thing. And uh, and then indie like the whole indie game scene on PC was starting to explode. So it was just at the right time. I was poor just at the right time <laughs> that, that I could enjoy, you know, the uh, explosion of creativity that was the indie game scene. Well, I'm glad you were poor at that time. No reason except for the fact that you're the reason I learned about Cave Story oh. in the first place. And you're the reason why I said it looks weird and stills, but I got to try it because Matt really likes it. Well, the, um, it's like Metroid and, and, and everything great. <laughs> so good Digiful. well, well um, um for any of the listeners who are wondering about what games i'm playing i am actually now playing through cave story per pernell's um you know gentle prodding that's what he calls it more like <laughs> bat wielding insistence yeah i'm playing uh, cave story plus on steam because i have a laptop hooked up to the uh hook up to the tv as a kind of like a steam machine and big picture mode which has been really great and um, yeah, so whatever's on Steam and can use a controller, I'm playing it on there right now. 
I feel weird because I I want to tell you to do things, but I know that to tell you anything is a spoiler. So yeah, I'll just say you'll ah. probably play through the game twice. Okay, yeah. Let me let yeah. me explore. I'll probably tell you where I'm at, and you'll be like, "Hey, did you go back? Just tell me to go back, and I'll I'll go back." No, there is no go back. Yeah, there's there's some things that if you do one thing one way, then you're stuck on one path. And, oh, interesting. And that's it. And you uh, you know, if you start from the beginning again, you can do another path. But and oh, just wow. to put in the perspective, both are valid paths. It's pretty cool. Exactly. They're valid paths, like the man said. But I got to say, the other path is probably one of the best finales in a game uh, I've done in a bit. Like, it's uh, it's some awesome stuff. Okay. I still I still haven't done it without cheating. <laughs> so <laughs> awesome. The extra, extra end part. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll give it a shot. Well, I did, I did fight uh, Balrog, the giant lunchbox, and it made me really excited because we listened to the Balrog theme, which is, which is yep. Matt's ringtone for Purnell, yes. <laughs> which cracked me up. <laughs> Did the little dance. Dude. Has been for years. All right, well, let's let's get into it because we have a, a cornucopia of indie game music. This is an odd-numbered episode. Purnell, you lead us off. I have a whole bunch of tracks in front of me. I don't know what you're going to pick. That's what part of the fun is, isn't it? Though? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, going off of this Mamma Jamma, I am going to decide on a particular favorite of mine. All right. It's from a game that has recently got a little bit more love on consoles, but I found out about it way back in the PC day. It goes by the name of Escape Goat, Mm -hmm. and the track is called Entryway. So the track is going to be Entryway from Escape Goat by composer Ian Stocker of Magical Time Bean.
<laughs> Welcome back to Rhythm and Pixels. You just jammed out to Entryway from the game Escape Goat, written and composed by the man Ian Stocker that of was the a, company Magical Time Bean. That was a blast. So good. I was really into. That. I was really into you rapping on that one, actually. Oh yeah. <laughs> they like when this like when this game came out, they had the trailer for it, and this was the track that played on the trailer. I must have watched the trailer about five times, and it was like, you know what? I got to buy the game so I can hear this in the game. It was so good. And actually, funny enough, Matt and I were choosing tracks, and yep. we had a bit of a near collision. Well, but yeah, I'll let I him just, talk about that. I, I had chosen a track. Uh, one of the indie games that I had a, a, a fond memory of was Soulcaster, which is by the same company, by mm-hmm. Magical Time Bean. Uh, by the same developer and um, it has similar music because it's by the same guy and uh, it, but but Purnell wanted to pick something from Escape Goat so I'm, yeah, I'm like as long as we have something from this guy I'm fine but I, I always love the just the sound of it makes me think of like you know mid 90s early 90s CD games like something yeah. from Sega CD some, it, it just makes me think of the word multimedia. <laughs> That's a good. I couldn't put my finger on it, but yeah, like Those the, synth, the, the know, drums, uh, the drums especially, yeah. like that, that that snare drum, that red book audio, push red book, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly, red book, red book, audio. book audio, like kind of slightly cheesy red book audio stuff that would go on, you know, a pixelated sixteen bit game mm. that would also be on a CD. And for the record, just to put I it in perspective, it. I think my favorite soundtracks in gaming history still stem from the Red Book audio days. <laughs> so those things have power. <laughs> but oh my god, but yeah like I'm guess that you that Rob, you haven't touched this game yet. No, I've seen some playthroughs of it and I've been really really interested in it. I was I think you'd like this cuz this is yeah. a very uh it's like it's very puzzle oriented but they're they're kind of compressed into individual rooms. Mm-hmm. So you kind of get your fill of one, move on. It's just room after room as opposed to like having to solve a puzzle yeah. across 12 rooms or something. And you play as a goat, right? As a magic goat. Okay, yes. I'm on board. He's gifted with the gift of escape. I'm and 125% on board with the goat There's business. some teleport- yeah. teleportation going on. and uh, So, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a good puzzle platformer kind of, kind of game. You cool. rescue um, wise sheep. And I know... <laughs> I, I know Soulcaster was was part of it. I think Escape Goat might have been too. Um, back in the day, the 360 used to have the Xbox Live indie game section to their you know to their store, which was like hidden, uh, like under three menus. It was impossible to yeah, find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they had some really good games that popped up, and Soulcaster was one of them. Oh. And so it was Escape Goat. Um, and that's you know. I, I remember digging through and finding a couple of really good you know games that were like two dollars or like one dollar, <laughs> and you get like these section. awesome experiences for for just like a buck, and it was great. And you got that especially powerful vibe of the sense that again, these weren't the big name games that are getting shoved in your face by every one right, of your right, friends right. on Facebook or whatever. Right. This is just made I, by a couple people. Yep, with love. Well, back onto the uh, that three sixty arcade business. This is where I found our next game. It's a good Ooh. little segue there. Um, this is the game Dust Force, which I played on the 360. It was distributed by Capcom, but definitely not developed by Capcom. Um, and I think what, of course, what, what drew me in was the, the art style, but the music is what kept me playing this over and over again. 
and just like turning the music all the way up because it was just super relaxing. Um, but I will let the tunes do the talking. And um, the track I picked from Dust Force is the Nine Bit Expedition, and the artist is Life Formed. Listening to Dust Force. This is the Nine Bit Expedition by the artist Life <laughs> by the artist Life Formed. I have a hard time saying artist names when Pronounce starts looking at me like smiling. Come ready, <laughs> come ready to mess me up. Um, yeah, this this whole soundtrack is is a lot like this, where it's got that kind of. It's kind of like I think people call it fake bit, where it's it, it uses the kind of um, chip chip tune sounds, but then it's used with more modern sounds. But it's just so chilled out. It's, I can listen to this all day long, and you're playing these stages over and over again, trying to perfect these super difficult platforming like sections. And and but it's just so relaxing. I just can do it do it over and over and over again. And um, there's about 14 or 15 tracks, so it doesn't get super repetitive. But um, it, it's just gorgeous, gorgeous music. Well, what do you guys think? 
Well, it's for, really nice. Yeah, like for me, Dust Force music-wise is spectacular. But it's one of those games where, it's like, like you were saying earlier, it demands repetition. It demands yes. that you just keep at it until you get it right. This kind of music is like, I don't remember it. But it's always there, if oh, that man. makes any sense. It was stuck in my head. When we talked about indie games, I was like, I'm playing Dust Ford. I would already had a few in my mind, and um, actually Matt took um, one of them, and we'll talk about that later. But um, Dust Force was right up there, because it was the music that kept me playing it over and over again. I, if it was any, if it was different, if it was like more tense, or if it was more um, like gratingly chip tuny type, I probably wouldn't play it as much as I did. Yeah, this sounds more playful. Yeah, playful, yeah, yeah, absolutely playful. Yeah, so Dust Force is a, I guess they call it like a... Uh, um, uh, I almost want to call it a, not a, quite a puzzle platformer, but like... Yeah, a, it's kind of a puzzle platformer, but you have to use... Mo- it's all momentum-based, so you're constantly pushing yourself through the stage, and you play these four different masters of cleaning who have like brooms and... Um, vacuums, kid, kid pom poms, kid pom poms, and yeah, but like they, they, there's not a whole lot of difference between the characters aside from like what they're able to, how quickly they're able to clean. And there was a big story, and there's a lot of bosses in the game, but I've listened to some interviews of the developers, and they just they just got rid of the story entirely and just focused <laughs> on the gameplay. Yeah, which made me sad because I saw pictures of like these adversarial like j- like the junky people. <laughs> and then, like, the game never so much as brings them up on the PlayStation version because that was the one that came later. Yeah, the 360 was the same way. Like, there's the, some of the, the bosses and monsters are there, but, like, there's no story. And I kind of like that. Like, like in the way that Hyper Light Drifter, for me, and even Fez, in a way, gave you this world and kind of let you use your imagination to build what was around it. Make believe you can be anywhere. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> We can talk about Muppet Babies. Okay. <laughs> we could do that. Gonzo was the best Muppet, but if you said Rolf, I'd be okay with that too. Rolf was always great. A lot uh, of people would say animal, but I think that was just uh, us as kids man. talking. As adults, yeah. I don't feel the animal that's love like, anymore. That's like every kid says that Michelangelo was the best Ninja Turtle because he was the party guy. Yeah, yeah. but as an adult, you know better. <laughs> right, yeah. We're kind of party. We're, we're, we're partied out when we're older, so now we're more like Leon, maybe Leonardo. I like the responsible turtle. <laughs> the responsible turtle. <laughs> the one that pays his Donatello bills. Donatello can get things done. He can fix some stuff. <laughs> yeah, <it> was... <laughs> I like the turtle that doesn't get me locked up at the end of the night. I just wanted to eat a darn pizza, and then lo and behold, Sorry. Michelangelo <laughs> wanted to surf on a police car. All right, so like Leonardo's got to bail him out. Yeah, exactly. Is that what it is? He's the poor guy. Like, <laughs> why do I have to spend my money on you? Because I'm awesome, dude. Kabunga. <laughs> Way off. Love it. But like, we were just talking about Vanilla Ice the other day. <laughs> I told the world that I was shot, but it was a toilet paper cut. Yeah. No one on this, no one actually watches in living color that's what listens to this show, I'm sure. Uh, but if you did, it's been a long time. That was it's what that used to. I know more about that sketch than about the actual oh. vanilla ice. Right, so, so no, on YouTube, uh, there's um, uh, the, uh, the comedian Paul Shear dresses up as Arsenio Hall and does like fake interviews. And he, he does a <laughs> fake interview with um, the guy who plays Schmidt on um, on the new girl. I forget the yeah. guy's name, he's really funny. And he yeah. dresses up as vanilla ice and he's perfect <laughs> and they do they do the entire interview line for line it's oh, really amazing. it's bizarre so yeah that's um i'm gonna say it i'm just gonna say it right now it's a little too close to blackface for me to be comfortable <laughs> with but i like the guy making fun of vanilla ice 
Yeah, uh, I can dig that. I mean, sometimes, like, if I watch a show... Well, God, I don't want to get topical. But, yeah, well, you, you, we'll watch it later, and then you can tell me. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. So, Dust Force, I, I actually have never played it. Um, would you would you say it kind of, like, has, like, a... Uh, like a parkour feel, like where you just have like that forward momentum all yeah, the time. Without a doubt, it's just constantly. And you gotta hit the jumps and hit the. Yeah, because if you slow, the whole thing is about um, cleaning the dust out of the stage, and it, it holds a combo as you do it. So, part of the the grading is how quickly you can do it, and the other half of the grading is cleaning everything in the stage with one single stroke. Nice. So okay. as it becomes very challenging, and there's lots of spikes and bad things everywhere, it's it's like. Got to maintain that fluid yeah, motion. Yeah, maintaining the motion. So right. when, you, when you complete the whole stage in one motion, it's just if it's like it's art. It's drugs. The game is drugs. <laughs> yes, it is. It looks like it feels like it's like art when you watch the replay. It becomes, it becomes like a dance. Oh yeah. <laughs> if I next time I see you, remind me. I can let you see it on the Vite. Yeah, I mean I have it on Steam. I just have to get around to. Oh man, play it. I, I got it on in a bundle at some <laughs> point. Per, you know? Matt, Matt, this is the show. We talk about games, and Pernell yells at me to play them. Yes, sure. now you can get it too. <laughs> play it. <laughs> <laughs> I I am familiar with this this whole this pattern, <laughs> <laughs> this belligerent tactic. Yes, let, let's let's keep the pattern moving. What what's what's your track, Matt? You brought some great music to us today. I um I had to go with uh with some popular favorites. Um, uh, the first one is uh one of the the big early on indie games that really hit uh hit pretty pretty big uh was Bastion. And uh, what's what's my track? Uh, Spike on the Rail. Yes, is the track by Darren Korb. All right, let's give it a listen. So let's start with that.
This is the game Bastion and the song Spike in the Rail by, who's it, Dar- Darren? Darren Korb. Darren Korb. What do you know about Darren Korb? Well, <laughs> what you know I, about I'm actually, I'm, I, I know you came prepared and I'm really oh, interested. I came yeah. real prepared. Yeah. I have bullet points. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> so get ready. Awesome. I'm uh, excited. Yeah, I want to hear it. You know, I I, uh, I actually watched a um, a talk he gave at 2012 uh, GDC. Uh, he talked for about an hour about how he made this soundtrack and how he you know came to work at uh, Super Giant Games and stuff like that. He he was uh, apparently like childhood friends with the the head developer and um, and was roommates like college roommates with the uh, the guy who did the voiceover. Mm-hmm stuff like that cool so um yeah like but before he did bastion he was just he was like a musician and maybe like i think he did like a couple composed a couple things for like movies and tv but mostly just you know played guitar stuff like that but uh but he he was always a gamer so he wanted to get into games but you know didn't really have another way until his friend said hey you know make a make music for our game he's like okay but uh like the music was actually the first element of the game to be made and then the game like that set the tone for the game really and the game's like built around the music basically wow that's a kind of like a like a wes anderson movie where like they kind of yeah. get the soundtrack and like kind of form the movie around the soundtrack because this has got kind of a cool like western kind of sound to it but then there's all yeah. these like kind of like techie technological like yeah. modern type sounds with it and it's a really great like mixture of the two yeah, he calls it acoustic frontier trip hop. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds right. elaborate. That sounds about right. Yeah, it's going for like a gritty western feel, plus with like exotic sounds with like an urban feel hmm. on it. But like he he had zero budget to make you know the the uh, the soundtrack, but he wanted it to sound like it was made with a budget. So he he made all of this in his bedroom and oh, like really? re- recorded all the narration in his closet. And uh, and just worked with you know plugins and stuff to make things sound better. Like yeah, you know, he was like playing some of the samples of mm. you know like the violin samples that he had like tweaked a, a whole bunch. Wow. And then you know like, he played them without the effects and it kind of sounded crappy. But then he's like, but if you add an effect to make it sound like it's coming out of an old radio, then it sounds <laughs> crappy on purpose and it sounds mm. cool. That's and, like, cool. It's telling a story. It's like wow, okay. This is that's the, awesome. That's 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 the 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 independent spirit, you know. Exactly. That, I think it that's awesome. That's captured in the music along with yeah. the game, yeah. And that the game it, is elaborate, right? It's all like it's all based around like the voiceover that's constantly following you, right? Kind of, yeah. I, I've never it, played it, so you have to tell me about it. It kind of plays out. It it has. Um, I feel like it's almost like a secret of mana kind of. Uh, hmm. You know, like it's it, it's a top down. You know, run mm-hmm. around, you hit things, kind of action RPG with okay. that, without too much RPG. Sure. But uh, as you go around doing things, the narrator talks about what you're doing to the point where, you know, early on, if you just decide you're going to break crates for a while, then the narrator's like, the kid just rages for a while. <laughs> <laughs> just because he's, you know, they decide to comment on what you're doing. It's, That's- and it's it's really cool. Wow. Another component to mention about this game in particular I thought was a really <laughs> awesome element is the fact that I can't remember exactly if it was part of the story or if it was just a stylistic decision, but the world pretty much builds as you walk. Yeah. So, like, you'll be walking and the ground will be rising up to accommodate you walking over it. 
it's yeah it's both it's it's both a stylistic decision and then it becomes part of the story like yeah like tiles are coming up to like under your feet as you're walking ahead in a path well, that sounds really neat that, but, that, uh, that sounds really really cool so so is the game awesome. kind of like a, got a western feel to it then it's like a western fantasy like a weird cartoon fantasy thing it's mm. it's there's, it's there's hard to explain. Like, there's like, well, there's like, I mean, you're, it definitely has elements. Like, there's like train tracks with like the boxcar, sure. not boxcar, but you know, like, like one of those like uh, the carts where you have to pull the lever up and down. I can't remember what it was called. Um, and you also have like, yeah, I like think this minecart thing. Yeah, minecart. I don't know why I missed that <laughs> minecart. There's cactuses sometimes. There's like a lot of just dusty dunes and that sort right. of deal. It has. But then there's like weird old gods. Like there's all these different religions, and if you pick a religion, then you get like some perks. But then also, you know, like enemies will be harder. And then, you know, like the enemies are like blue genies with pickaxes and <laughs> okay, that's right. Weird animals and stuff. Wow. Uh, but like there's there's parts like you meet other characters. There's a couple other characters you meet, and like. The one level where you meet this girl character, the level is basically built around the event of meeting her and she's singing this song and like there's lyrics to the song and stuff like that. And the song is like, you know, all reverbed out when you're far away. As you get closer, the reverb goes away and it becomes real clear. And you can kind of skip the song if you want by hitting X, but you have like you'd be a fool. You can't skip the song. You have to sit there and listen to it because it's so like mind-blowingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then like this other guy has a different song, and then at the end, the boat both of the songs combine into this like amazing, you know, reprise at the end that like with this crazy ending. It's for for a top-down, you know, like 2D beat 'em up kind of game. <laughs> it has a lot going on. Wow. That kind of reminds me of um, in Chrono Cross, where you're using magic throughout the game to match up the different colors in the magic system, and they're they're yeah. all giving like these different notes every time you hit them quite right, and then at the very very end of the game, those notes all play in sequence if you do it right at the last boss, and it plays the what's it? I think it's the song is Radical Dreamers, and yeah, it, yeah, and it's just like the most beautiful song ever. I, I love it. Yeah, it's great. Um, so yeah, um, so we were talking about crazy animals. <laughs> Crazy animals. Your last track, Pernell, was about a goat. That is true. I don't know what your next track is, but I'm making a segue out of it anyway. Fantastic. Great <laughs> there, work. There might be a goat that shows up later to wish you luck. I know that. Um, but this game features a, a phantasmagoric creature, not one of the goat variety. Um, and it's from a game that some might not call indie, but I would disagree. It's called Super Puzzle Platformer. It was a game from the um, Adult Swim games. Dude. They were trying to build their name up a little mm-hmm. bit for games. And I called tr- it Indy. Yeah, oh. sure, sure. We're going with it. Yes! <laughs> Consensus! Um, Super Puzzle Platformer. The track is called War of the Woods and it's by Landon Podbielski.
Welcome back to Rhythm and Pixels. You're listening to Super Puzzle Platformer, War of the Woods by Landon Podbilski. We're going to rock <laughs> out to the sound. What do you think of this track, my friends? I think it is rocking. I, I, I love it, it. Yeah, it gets me like pumped, like moving. Is, is this like a like a like an exciting like fast paced type game? It actually kind of is. It's a weird game. And just to put some emphasis, some perspective on it, I've only played the game once, but I played it for like four hours when I did. <laughs> um, it's essentially like a sort of typical drop blocks into a ditch to clear them game. But the twist being that you're a person inside of the bubble box as the blocks are falling in and you get a gun and you have to shoot blocks to break them out and you have to shoot enemies that are trying to kill you while you're doing this. So you're clearing blocks while trying not to fall to the bottom of the slot and not get crushed and not get killed. It's a lot of fun, and it's very fast-paced. That sounds really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I love this game. Like, And when we came up with the topic of indie games, this track was looming in the back of my head. (laughs) But again, I haven't played it in so long that I had to kind of ruminate over, like, what could this be from? And I was coming up with weird names like Ultra Puzzle Blockbuster and, uh, I don't know, like gun shooting magic man so but, you, had, you had to like track it down to figure out what it was yeah like i pretty much it took me a couple of days actually like i just like on sunday night i was like holy crap this puzzle platform like it just clicked you know uh, pernell super sleuth in the game oh that's what i do i get down to business man this is serious fun business um so what, what do you think of the the track matt i think it's great i think it, I, it's a lot of fun um i was saying i i feel like uh it for some reason it has like an 80s like pop feel yes, for, yes. for some reason that that drum beat like i feel like i need like eight bit leg warmers for some reason <laughs> <laughs> i need to be doing some aerobics yeah, but uh like, a, like it's a genesis aerobics game yeah yeah exactly but uh I, that's that's awesome i really need to get get around to playing some of those adult swim games because i hear really great things about them that then that they give you know like some indie developers you know some opportunities to make these games and stuff. But, Actually, um, I could recommend one to you on your Xbox that I found oh, yeah. out on through there. I didn't realize it was Adult Swim until I'd already played it. It's called Mega Coin Squad. Okay. And it's about people who break blocks for money, but they actually <laughs> want to put the money into a piggy bank okay, <laughs> to get points. It's really weird and it's competitive, but fun. Nice. So, and it's actually about trading stocks. <laughs> exactly. That sounds great. I'm in. Right. You're a man in a cat costume who's trading stuff. It's a game about financial analysis. Finally, an independent <laughs> game that speaks to me. <laughs> well, I'm. That so... speaks to me and my interests. <laughs> <laughs> who's ready to balance the budget? All right. So uh, our next track is um, is one that I chose. It's from. It's from a very Japanese game. It is from the Toho series. Uh, the game is The Immaterial and Missing Power. And the title of the, of the track is called... Um, oh my god, it has a million names to it. Hold oh, on. This will be funny. Okay, it's... Uh, no, no, it's not like that. It just has like has like a lot of subtitles. It's um, Yukari, uh, Yukari Yakumo's theme, which is one of the characters. And it's Night Falls dash The Evening Star from the game Toho immaterial and missing power by the artist Zune. They got you got lucky on that one. Yeah, nice. Right? Yeah.
We're back. You're listening to um, some bullet hell music. The bullet hells. The seven hells of bullets. Uh, this is Toho, Immaterial, and Missing Power. The track is Yukari Yakumo's theme, Night Falls and the Evening Star by the artist Zune. And um, all of these games, and there's about, I would say, about 18 of them. And they're all either bullet hell shooting games or uh, there's a few fighting games. They're all made by the, uh, the guy named Zune. And the guy is a character. So he, these games started coming. The first five games came out on the PC, PC-89 series computers in Japan. And so because of that, uh, people really can't find them. And if they can emulate them, you can play them. But then they started coming out on Windows, um, which is pretty interesting. The, um, he started working as the team. Well, if I can find the team name, it's, it's pretty funny. It's called Team Shanghai Alice, which is great because you think a whole team worked on the game, but it's still just him. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so the guy he just loves bullet hell games, and he likes music. He wanted to make a game that was a bullet hell game, had cute anime girls who were protecting of Japanese course. shrines, of course, and that he could write the music for. And so he just started making them. Um, and he loves to drink, <laughs> <laughs> so he writes a regular column, like in like in a monthly uh, manga magazine in Japan, where he just writes about beer. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, Toho means Eastern, and the um, the group is called Team Shanghai Alice because he believes Shanghai is the perfect mixture of East and West, and that's his games are all about crazy Eastern themes mixed with like kind of Western technology. And Alice because he just really happens to love Alice in Wonderland. That's actually right. You're serious? Yeah, because it's about it's all <laughs> it's all fantasy. And oh, I, that's awesome! Yeah, that's pretty cool, right? Nice. So yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, there's so much of it, and it's actually really daunting to look at the, the amount of games that are out there and the amount of artwork that's out there surrounding this thing and all the fan stuff that's out there surrounding like there's like 18 games in the series but there's about a million fan games created about this you got me wondering now if that other game I have on PS3 was from Toho when you mentioned they're not all shooters there's a oh, game yeah. I have called like Crescent Pale Mist and it's a girl who just runs across platforms and fights slimes for two minutes and then Good. she fights a boss which is basically Psychic Force 2012 with bullet hell and um <laughs> could very well be it's so now you got me thinking it probably is yeah no i haven't played this particular game but i have played a few of them i was i just kind of went out there looking for the ones i liked because they have really great like piano structures in these these tracks yeah and i, I, I want to one with this really cool like mariachi really trumpet sticks out to me is, is the piano it's amazing yeah there's a lot of um remix remix artists that do this stuff so the Toho Dojin community, Dojin meaning indie, is like goes like five times deep. People remixing the remixers based on games that were actually fan games of the original game. It doesn't make any sense to me, but <laughs> that's how popular this crap became. So. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I really like it. I'm just bopping my head to this thing. I feel like I also feel like I want to start becoming feel like Clint Eastwood Pilgrim. Yeah, I like okay, yeah, we got kind of a Western theme today. Yeah, yeah, I can dig this though. I mean, hi, right now they're hijacking, they're hijacking a train. Yes, and Clint yeah. Eastwood's on the horse riding alongside the anime girl, and um, <laughs> she's like, you know, like Desu, throw me to the train, and he's like, can't do that, Pilgrim. I wouldn't harm a lady. And then she points a gun at him. He's like Desu now, and um, you know. Weird nonsense then, like that. And then, like, the entire sky fills with bullets. And Clint, Clint Eastwood very carefully 
just navigates his way <laughs> between the bullets. Finds the gaps the in the. Yeah, like it's okay. The bullets can go through his head because his hit, Clint Eastwood's hitbox is his torso. <laughs> He's gotten older, so it's it's really just his torso. Right. Your hat. Don't worry about it. That's fine. <laughs> oh my god, I want to play this game now. All right, so um, Matt, I believe you're up next. And do you have your tracks in front of you? Uh, no, I don't. Um, <laughs> All right, well, let me see. Uh, I, can, I can surprise you. Okay, now let's go with... Um, uh, the next one we'll go with is from the game Shovel Knight. Yes. Um, uh, I believe the track is called The Defender mm-hmm. by Jake Kaufman, uh, sometimes known as Vert. So the track is, again, uh, The Defender from Shovel Knight. All right. Let's give it a listen. All right. God. Oh my god. <laughs> I love so this good. music. This is The Defender from the game Shovel Knight by Jake Kaufman. Holy moly. Yeah. Every, um, every time. Yeah, I mean, the whole soundtrack is great, but as you said, this, as we were talking, this song is, it might be the best one, just because it's, it's so, like, it's so tense and then triumphant and then other stuff is going on. It's just like yeah, it there's, combines so many things. The arc there's there's a there's a full arc to the track that has to be yeah. like even there's an intro to it and then like on the second half like the time signature changes. It goes like triplets and then all of a sudden yep. it builds back up again and and there's and right here there's all this emotion. It doesn't it's not yeah. just a driving beat. It's dun, dun, dun. Right, and it's it's from oh, it so near the end of the game, and it brings back themes from earlier in the game. You're, right. you're fighting the Black Knight again, brings back his theme a little bit, brings back the main Shovel Knight theme. Mm-hmm. So it's like combining all these things in into this fight where it's like this 
you know, it's this 8-bit game where you're a knight who bounces around on a shovel. And <laughs> for some reason, towards the end, it starts developing character so much, like, yeah. way more than it ever should. And you start feeling for these characters, and you're like, well, what is happening? This is amazing. <laughs> and, especially, and, and the music really, like really twists twists you know like yeah it, it really grabs you for for that i i was yeah the, the last boss was so important to me that i defeated it same yeah. and for yeah. now you have to get through it Absolutely. so that you can have the same emotions i i've only felt this emotional a few times playing video games it's and, that yeah. powerful yes it is it it's is ridiculous i was trying to tell tell my <laughs> wife about this like this is amazing it's a it's a you don't even realize it's a love story until the end it's amazing right. it's amazing I i've just, given away too much i spent too much time in the explodatorium or whatever the heck that level Man. was called <laughs> And you're better than that. Come on. I want to be better than that, but the but the music there was so good. Oh, that's true. That's true. Now the um now the the intro stage is called Strike the Earth, which is the main yes. Shovel Knight theme. That's then, I almost went with that too. But yeah, it's so, it so good. good. But, the, but I think um, there's elements of that in here, aren't exactly? Because I remember playing right. through the game, and then throughout the game, I'm like, where I, I wanted to hear that theme again. I was hoping they'd reuse it, but he never did. And then you get to the Black Knight, and you, and then the theme comes through it. It's just it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yep. The man is brilliant yeah, yes he it, is it, he's my hero has he I, done I, anything else like for film do you know or uh, or strictly games oh, i don't know i think i think he mostly does games well didn't uh, he start his own label at one point because he was he yeah, used to be contracted yeah. through way forward but he bounced and started his right. own line yeah, he used to work for way forward and now and then he was doing now he's doing his own thing um and contracts out to a bunch of different companies i know he was he was working on his own like vr game that was like based around music it kind of was like a res kind oh, of experience cool. but like with like Mega Man stuff going on at the same time but you know like oh, wow. vr is so expensive right now that it's like oh i'm sure that's probably cool but <laughs> now, if you look on youtube there's a video of him playing at i think it's a pax or something where he's playing one of the tracks with manami masumi yeah um, nice which is like like she's playing keyboard he's playing keyboard and they're like rocking out at the same time maybe it was like maybe it was magfest too because i know no, it was Mag, I think it was mag. mag it was magfest yeah it was mag it was wow. one of the magfest and it's just like you could just see his face just like he's gonna explode <laughs> with happiness like he cannot like oh i can't even imagine that it's so cool yeah. wow great great pick yeah, yeah so on, on my uh, bullet points for this yeah yeah they collaborated on some of the tracks, at least on this, on this soundtrack of uh, Jake Kaufman and Manami Masume. Yeah, but, yeah, the, uh, the, the water level, from, right? Uh, treasure maybe. pirate or treasure yeah, yeah. knight? It was treasure knight. Yeah. Well, at um, least that was one of them, anyway. Uh, the original composer for the original Mega Man, yes. right? Yeah. But not Mega Man Two, which. Uh, as we all know, is the best Mega Man. Get, get, um, get off our podcast! <laughs> get out! The, uh, the the Hidden Lost podcast episode. Uh, <laughs> I discovered that I think five or six was my favorite. I think it was five. Oh, okay. It was. It was. I developed into a new person. That's uh, that's crazy talk. But uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's real. It's real. <laughs> but uh, the, the Shovel Knight soundtrack has uh, about fifty tracks, almost fifty tracks. Um, and like some some of the areas, like the town areas, have a couple different tracks. Like they're different versions of the same song that change yeah. from screen to screen. But um, he wrote all of it in Famitracker, which is like really he did. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's it's I I'm, I'm assuming you know what it is. Yes. It's, it's a program <laughs> where you can write uh, music in machine code that that can be used in in the NES or the Famicom. Um, but it was it was 
written uh, to be used um, on the uh, the VRC6 chip, which... Okay. Uh, that, make, that does make sense. That's one of the yeah, chips, I think, the Konami? Yep. Konami yeah, Konami on. started using that towards the end of the the uh, the Famicom era. So that's but, why uh, we're able to hear, I think, more voices than just, exactly. the, just the three channels. That's really cool. Yeah, it, it it would add like other graphic stuff, or you could add three extra sound channels, um, which like it, they we couldn't use it on the uh, American NES, but it would work on the uh, the Japanese Famicom right. for some reason. There's like we didn't have the the extra pins or whatever. Yes, yes. But uh, like so like uh, Castlevania three, you can tell like if you listen to the Japanese version of Castlevania three, it's like almost completely different because there's like other instruments and yeah. Stuff. It, I mean, it's the same songs, but the same songs, but it's almost like they had to compose it like tighter, like like with the notes had to be yeah. they had to, they made they had to make uh, melodic choices in uh, Castlevania yeah. three. But uh, the the entire soundtrack, it, Jake Coffin says the entire soundtrack would fit. Uh, easily into the six megabit Kirby's Adventure cartridge, <laughs> as long as you remove all the graphics and gameplay. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so. we're we're playing the sound file um, from from a, a Nintendo sound emulator, and it sounds right. awesome. It sounds That's so great. good. Yeah, um, he had he had it freely available on his Bandcamp uh, site for this. You know, if you want to download the NSF file, here it is. And so I'm like, That's oh, awesome. that's Rob. I'm sure he could probably work with that. But uh, yeah, I was very excited when he sent that to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, for for the game, they used that. Um, did a little bit of like EQ and, and compression, but mm-hmm. other than that, didn't do any like reverb or oh, really? stereo effects. All this like reverb and stuff that you hear yeah. in the game is actually programmed in. That's to cool. The, yeah, because it's a code. Playing through the game, it does sound a bit deeper. Like they kind of like boosted the lows a little bit. It's yeah. a, so to me, it sounded like they weren't really using the original hardware. But like, I guess I guess they were using the original like technology to do it. But just yeah, just kind of like polishing it a little bit more. Right. That's really yeah. Like cool. it, you know, they you could sl- they they used it to the point where um, you know, like on the original NES, sound effects would take away part of the the music because it would use a, a sound channel. Yeah. But you know, like in this game, you you'd hear all the sound effects and all the music because they're like, well, that's a little ridiculous. We won't go that far. I'm but, glad they did. So you can hear all yeah. of this amazing music. Exactly. Yeah. But they tried to keep it as like authentically NES as possible without being ridiculous. And it is sweet as a result. Yeah. Now, what is coming up next from the Pernell camp? Ooh, Camp Nell, huh? Camp Pernell. I like this place. We've got <laughs> chocolate. Um, the next game is a more recent indie game, but one that I kind of fell in love with unexpectedly because a friend, Matt, um, convinced me to give it a try, even though I was like, man, these graphics look like muck. Um, which, which friend? Which friend was that? <laughs> Jeremiah Watkinson. Who is this friend? This friend sounds really cool. <laughs> but this track is also going to sound unlike my usual style, but then again, this episode's been that way with me, so let's go with a little bit of damage from the game Dungeon of the Endless. Mm. The title of the track is called Haphazardly. Thank you. 
Hazardly, and the composer goes by the name Fly By No. This game. Wait, was that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. <laughs> it's a it's a strange one, but a good one. This game is very interesting. It's like a fusion between a roguelike and a tower defense rolled into one. And a board game. And a board game. I didn't even think about that, but you're exactly <laughs> in a board game. And an RPG. And stop right. it. So I like, I like <laughs> board and games and R- yes. I like board games and RPGs. I don't know about about like the other things you Dude, said. Dude, it comes together so well. You <laughs> yeah, have it, no it idea. It together perfectly somehow. It's 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 a great game. And you get to find cool items like, you know, like curved T-shirts or some jazz. Like I remember it was like one shirt I found was called like the, oh, the Armani suit. <laughs> yeah. right. And it was like basically it, like the, the special ability that it gave you was like jerk wagon or something like that. Like pompous jerk. And all the monsters came to you first because you were wearing Armani. <laughs> now, this is a really like, like kind of deeper ambient kind of track it's not not something i expected that you would choose from what 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 about this one spoke to you so much well it's kind of like the last track that was gone where i said that it has like the one you picked where it was like i felt like it was more like an ambient thing from mm-hmm. dust for similar idea and in this game you spend a lot of time kind of planning moves and thinking about what you're going to do next and if you're doing co-op you're kind of discussing it right. all the while this track is it is one of the many, mind you, that could be playing while you're doing this. And it just kind of gets into your head. And at one particular session while we were playing the game, I was just going, I really like this music. This is <laughs> awesome. And that doesn't usually happen with happen with ambiance tracks. Mm-hmm. It really adds to the atmosphere of the game, too, because wow. it's, it's like an underground sci-fi kind of game. So it's like... You know, it's like it, it is a dungeon, but then there's also like technological and alien things going on. But it's slow paced a little bit. And it's like a, a, a thinking kind of game for the most part until until you go to pick up the core to try and move to the next floor. And then everything goes crazy. But uh, monsters come out of every orifice trying to kill you. Yeah. Mass. <laughs> but hopefully by that point, you've you've set up enough stuff to get yourself there without dying. It truly I, is an awesome and really unique cool. game that some we live in a society yeah. now where everybody and their grandma was talking about how we've been tapped out of ideas and how it's just all paint by numbers when it comes to new game releases. Right. This bad boy came along. It's like nothing it that was I've a, ever played. Agreed. It's a serious breath of fresh air. Oh, wow. And I was yeah. really glad that he mentioned this to me. Yep. If you swing by one time, yeah, Rob, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll show wanna, you. I definitely want to see this. I, I saw. I was watching some some gameplay, and and the graphics look like 16-bit Genesis like style. You gotta see the motion yeah. though. Just really, yeah, the, it's really interesting. Yeah, kind of like, like lanky, like um, sword and what was it? Uh, sword and sorcery, Super Brothers. What, uh, what was that game? You're uh, the wrong guy. Back in the day, I didn't play those. <laughs> it took me a while to get involved in that stuff. Well, sword and it, sorcery sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, right? Yeah, which is another game that I almost picked from the soundtrack oh. from, but it was that game is mostly soundtrack and ambience and not really much game. But um, 
anyway, it has, it has that kind of feel to it where it's 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 pixelated, but everything's like kind of elongated and lanky and mm. but it's it's but the lighting is really like active and cool and oh I like I, that. Oh, and just to slip a quick plug in there, this game is on PC, I believe, and Xbox One. Yes. So, oh, okay. seriously, anybody likes any of the crazy number of options, of, of genres we mentioned describing this game. Are you playing it on it PC up. now? No, I'm playing on XB1. Oh, okay, because it looks it's like also, something that would be really good with a mouse. Also on iOS. Oh, wow. and iOS, there it is. Yes. Yeah, it probably would be good with a mouse too, because there's a lot yeah. of moving the doors like, and though. like there's a selection wheel that comes up. So it definitely has mouse elements that yeah. suit it better. Well, you're not really directly moving the characters; you're moving, sure. you're moving them almost like pieces on a board. Okay, like like you kind of direct them where to go. Exactly. Like, yeah, you tell them to go of? to this room and let them. What's that? Like like Diablo, where you kind of like say, "Oh, go over here," and then they'll go over there. Kind of with with. But without you the whole clicking. room, without the yeah, you just clicking. put them in the room and hope that they do pretty well. And if they're <laughs> not doing well, then you get them out of the room, kind of thing. All right, well, I'm gonna bring the beat back. How about that? All right, but all right. So. <laughs> the dank, the dank. Well, um, if this is the track I, I remember picking. It's a it's still on the chill side. This is from the game Not a Hero from the developer Roll Seven. Um, really bizarre kind of deep like i think uh, devolver published it just really bizarre premises and we'll talk about it when we listen to the music but this is the track i picked oh my god i'm so bad at this the track i picked <laughs> is uh Sidonian sky one um by the artist dub mood from the game not a hero sometimes that's my favorite part of the show <laughs> <laughs>
back. This is Sidonian Sky 1 from the game Not a Hero by the artist Dub Mood. And um, this is really interesting in that it's kind of a slow driving track for a game that's all about jumping in and out of buildings and shooting everybody out of you in your way. <laughs> this um, makes me want to buy it now because I've been staring at it. It's great. Yeah, as of right now, it was on sale on Steam. Very, very cheap. Um, all, all of like Roll7 and Devolver's games were. So I really recommend checking this out. I've only ever, I haven't really checked it out myself. I've only heard a lot about it and just watched a lot of gameplay and just got kind of got excited about it. It's very weird. So um, the person Bunny Lord, who's a giant bunny, <laughs> wants to become the mayor of, I think it's just London. And so he hires you to kill everyone. <laughs> So that his approval rating will go up. If no one's alive, <laughs> no one can hate me. That's the game, and it's all like it's like a tactical shooter. So it's 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 side scrolling. You're jumping in and out of um, buildings and trying not to die. You're hiding, and it's it's two D kind of eight bit style. But you're able to hide behind, like kind of in the background, uh, hide behind like like uh, the vending machines and chairs and things like that. So. You, you end up dying a whole, whole lot trying to figure out how to complete the next stage, how to complete the next stage. Um, I think Hotline Miami is very similar in that way. I heard it's a score-chasing yeah. game. Like, when you get yeah. into the main, the meat and potatoes of it, which I do like meat. I love score-chasing yeah, games. Yeah, that, that tends to be the game I, I end up kind of falling into is the game. It's like a pinball-like game where it's like it's simple. You know what you have to do, but you're playing it over and over to trying to, to beat your beat your score. I did the same thing with Dust Force, trying to get the highest marks on every stage that I could get to. And it just becomes addictive. Addictive. It becomes your yeah. life. Yeah. But yeah, it reminds me of uh, Drive, the soundtrack to Drive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's it? Uh, Kavinsky? Is that what it's? Uh, I don't. Kavinsky or whatever. Know, so I'm gonna go with that. I don't know the guy's name. Um, I really like that 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 like sliding bass note, especially in the beginning. Mm. That it's that that was really cool. But yeah. like, it just in general, it sounds it's it's really um like i said like we were again we were talking yeah, while we, we were listening to it I, I i said it sounds like something i would listen to in the 90s on a mod tracker on my yeah. old packard bell pentium well like like, like like the family tracker i mean they, they they work in a very similar way um the, the tracker software is is done that way and so i have a feeling right. that a lot of these chiptune artists are still using tracker software to do that stuff i don't know a lot sure. about how it works now and i think even when i got into using trackers back back in like high school and stuff it was probably still like newer emulated type stuff just cheap ways for me to to make techno music so this is giving me the hippie sway vibe honestly i'm like droning out to it yeah i like that that's not all, all the cool sound effects yeah and actually in the middle section like the kind of um the uh, the bass and that kind of like synthy pad sound in the back kind of drops in and out and it kind of pulsates with the kick drum which I think is really cool yeah especially for something like as kind of 8-bitty kind of sounding like this very few channels I bet you this is again kind of like uh, using the same like Nintendo style like only three three voices trying to yeah limited to yeah. whatever yeah, exactly. whatever chip it's it's meant for mm. alright so Matt I think you are going to bring My us up. on home Okay, um, then I guess my last main track is from uh, the game FDL or Faster Than Light. Uh, the track, I believe, is Space Cruise. Yes. 
and the composer is Ben Prunty. Prunty? 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 Prunty. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Ben. I'm not sure how to pronounce your name, but uh, (laughs) I'm sure... uh, It's contagious! (laughs) (laughs) But your music is awesome anyway, so let's uh, listen to the title title screen track from FDL, Space Cruise. Going to take you for a flight.
That was the game, the title uh, Space Cruise, the title screen from Faster Than Light by Ben Prunty. Yes. Um, this is a game I, I've actually I played a lot of. Um, it's, it's kind of a, an easy game to like pick up, play a little bit of, uh, and then and then put away <laughs> when you need to because it's just like you know it, you play a little bit of it you die you lose I I've, I played a lot of it and I think I've only won one time I don't I don't know much about this and, and the title of the game Faster Than Light's really interesting to me so what 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 do you do like what, what's this about it's it's kind of like um it's almost like a like a Star Trek uh simulator okay. right like you, you pick you pick a a ship and you get a crew and maybe you have a crew of all humans or maybe you have a crew of like a human and a couple of aliens and uh and basically you you just you look at your ship at almost like in a blueprint kind of view like a top-down blueprint kind of view and you're trying to run away from this army and get these plans to the general so you can fight the last fight or whatever <laughs> yeah and uh so you're you're going from screen to screen basically and every screen has a different kind of encounter whether you're encountering like pirates or uh, a shop or whatever um and if you a lot of times you end up fighting another ship and so you have to like you know have have someone on the weapons and and prime the weapons and aim the weapons for the, the different compartments of the other ship so it's like kind of and, like a worker placement type thing where you make make sure that people are in of. the right places to do the right things. Yeah. yeah, and you can pause it and then give everyone orders and aim your weapons and then unpause it and let everything happen and then pause it again huh. and stuff like that. But then, like you know, they they might send guys, they might teleport guys onto your ship. <laughs> so like, if they teleport guys on, onto your ship, they have to like break down the doors from whatever room they're in. You can open up a door to space and let <laughs> out air. <laughs> that would be pretty and, cool, and suffocate the bad guys that are that are in that room, or you know maybe <laughs> there's a, or they might set a fire, and then if you don't take care of the fire, your whole ship will set on fire and either burn up all your oxygen or kill all your guys. But you can open up the, that room, take out all the oxygen, and the fire will go out. Well, stuff this, like that. This song is beautiful with a great juxtaposition to like you know the horrible. Yeah, death yeah. I mean, that it's you like experience it's, being exposed to space, right? Right. Yeah, it's it's percent ex- exploration and fifty percent horrible death. <laughs> at the hands. What of, a lovely space uh, cruise! Oh my god! <laughs> well, is, is the rest of the soundtrack similar to this? Because it's really yeah, like, it's, playful. Actually, uh, the rest of the soundtrack is even more uh, low key and ambient, mm. kind of more like that that Dungeon of the Endless track. Um, uh, according to to my research, according to uh, <laughs> an interview that I read, this was actually the pitch uh, that that this guy you know sent to the team to say you know uh, you want me to make your music. Here's what I'm thinking. You know I want to make music that kind of sounds like cruising through space. It's not you know kind of breezy, not really overly happy, but you know like not too saccharine, but not too dark. Just kind of you know sci-fi reason through space kind of thing it's definitely something interesting about interesting about games that have ambient relaxing mellow soundtracks but the game itself is like tense and stressful mm, definitely yeah um well i, I like that it's kind of like it's it's almost like it's like okay we know it's going to be tense and stressful so here's kind of a chilled out soundtrack to help you get through right and even when you're you know the music changes when you get into a battle 
but even then it, it only ramps up a little bit and it's still kind of like it's it only gets as uh, maybe a little bit more fast a little bit faster than this title screen music mm. you know it's it's still nice and like spacey yeah, i love <laughs> these chords they're so like weirdly detuned and kind of wobbly yeah, just a little bit off too. yeah i like that i like that so it's off yeah. in the right it's off in the right way yeah to give it like a like a weird alien feel just a yeah, little bit yeah like an yeah. other otherworldly is definitely the, the word for it yeah all right so i'm gonna, nice. i'm gonna turn this track down and we're gonna go all the way down because even though we have a guest here oh, there we go had my mouse button stuck Oops. even though we have a guest here we are still gonna do the bonus round <laughs> the bonus round this is the part of the show where we choose um, remixes and covers based on the theme of today's show. And we have three covers and remixes today. Gonna fire it up. Fire it up. Um, based on indie games. Purnell, lead the way. Lead the charge. What you got? Vroom, vroom, baby. Um, there is a track that came to mind darn near immediately, which is why Cave Story did not pop up on my trio, because I was saving it for this mamma jamma. Now... There was a remix project that took place a few years ago, at this point a decade ago, through OC Remix, and I was obsessed with this album, but one particular track in particular stood out. It was a remix of the track On to Grasstown, called Grass Stains, and the composer is from OC Remix, and he goes by the handle of Tackle. <laughs>
amazing. Um, <laughs> that was absolutely amazing. I've heard multiple renditions of the track on the Grass Town from Cave Story, and that is by far my favorite one. If I honestly, if I had the stamina for it, I would run through a meadow of this track. <laughs> Possibly do a few jumps and skips too. It does have kind of like a like a, a cavorting? You know, you want to like you don't just want to run. You kind of want to have your arms in the air and like kind of go yeah, arms out, <laughs> full tilt. That's Instead, rude. I'll just stand there and look at a meadow. I, I, might, <laughs> I, I might jam this out in the gym tomorrow. You know, like because tomorrow's leg day. That's it. Might speak good for leg day. Oh, oh, there you go. <laughs> You might be kicking in place at a at a, at a pair a pile of metal, but hey, it can it feel like you're running. Do deadlifts to the song. <laughs> oh man, that was that was great. Thanks for bringing that one. Uh, good, good, good to have Cave Story on this episode. I think it's important to have Cave Story on this episode. Yes, I Absolutely. do believe that was like one of the turning points of indie game development. Mm, Absolutely, I think so. Yeah. So now, now I'm going to bring a game that people are. A, you know, rabbit over right now, and it is Undertale. Um, and the track that I've got is called the Tem Shop, remixed by um, a returning artist to Rhythm and Pixels. It's Ben Briggs. That was the Tem Shop uh, remix by Ben Briggs from the game Undertale. 
Um, I love everything that guy does. He's just got, he just does, he's just an amazing musician and just, just puts it all these weird sounds together with, with the game music. And he's always really keeps things really true to the original like melodies and the original, original music of the game. So it's like, it makes me want to play this game now. <laughs> like, like I knew the game was supposed to be good, but like now I really want to try it. Makes me want to break dance to it. Yeah, yeah. So Pernell is saying we should have like a like a dance mix of all all the tracks that made Pernell boogie. This was one of them. I did the whole fantastic. thing. There, there was one part I started doing the arm wave going both ways. Both ways. Both ways. My God. Well, I am glad you enjoyed it. What uh, hath rhythm wrought? <laughs> <laughs> so good uh, bringing the house down bringing the world to an end with your funky yeah, that's right <laughs> alright Matt Matt what you got let's let's bring it on bring it on out of funk town okay um, my cover track is uh, it's from the cover album MMM MMM <laughs> which that's is a, a lot cover of M's which is a cover of the album PPPPPP, which is the OST for the game VVVVVV. Right. Um, <laughs> Very, now, yeah, indie game all over it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Now, VVVVV, whatever, yeah, six Vs, is, uh, it, it was pretty great. Um, and the, the music for it was really, you know, like chiptune, you know, it was by uh, Soli. Um the uh, this cover is a uh, a cover by Family Jewels Seven X, also known as Jules Conroy, and uh, the track is I forget. It is, <laughs> is the track is called Pushing Onwards. Pushing Onwards. Yep. That's right.
Italians. <laughs> <laughs> that's topsy tidy. You better put that in too. Oh yeah, no, yeah it's recording. We're good. <laughs> Wild stallions. That was great. That was uh, the cover of "Pushing Onwards" on the album M M M M M M. What's the artist name again? What's the artist name again? The artist playing it is uh, Family Jewels. J U L E S seven X. His name's Jules Conroy, um, and actually, it, it's uh, it's a, a uh, collaboration with the guy Soli or uh, Magnus Paulson who did the original OST. Oh, cool! Like uh, th- this guy did like a guitar medley of a couple of the songs from the game, and and the original composer saw it and was like, this is amazing. We need to make an album. Uh, <laughs> you know, we need to make a whole album of it and, and do all the songs. And he's like, okay, sure. And they released it when, when the iOS and like Android version hmm. of the game came out. Um, and that was, I'm just sitting on the amazing. statement of saying music's so good. It'll feel like a kick in the family jewels. I'm just, <laughs> that should be their, their slogan. It might not be, but based based on the goofy artwork, I think he would. I think he would like that. I think he would like that joke because <laughs> it looks like they had a lot of fun doing this. Yeah, and, yeah. I think uh, on the cover is both of them the the, the guy who did the the guitars yeah. and the guy who did the original soundtrack. That's awesome. Um, and if you buy the original soundtrack, I mean, if you buy this this version of it, uh, it comes with a mod for the for the original game. To put this soundtrack in instead oh. of the, the chiptune soundtrack. That's, oh, that's cool. cool. That's really cool. cool. Yeah, I gotta try this one out. Yeah. All right. So for more information on artists that we have um, talked about and showcased on the bonus round part of our show, check out rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have their artist bios and links to their band camps and websites. Thank you for joining us today on Rhythm and Pixels. This is episode 3-5. Not to be confusing, but we are a bit confusing. This is our 25th episode. Man, these numbers are really borking my brain right about now. All right, it's a little strange. 25 amazing episodes. Thank you, Matt. Thank, thank you Thanks, for buddy. Thank you for being on the show with us. I know it's oh, thank you. a little bit longer, a little bit later. That's, that's what happens when good people get together for good dialogue and good tunes. Absolutely. Extension occurs. Well, you're a good person too, Bruno. Oh, Well, this uh, this is great. Uh, indie indie games was a very broad topic. I think that was perfect for you know a show like this. Oh yeah, yeah. we could go on for you know like five more hours. <laughs> That's what <laughs> episode ninety four will be. Indie right. games, the sequel. 
I wish I could have gotten Papers, Please in there Ooh, or yeah, yeah, yeah. a million other things. Well, <laughs> I think we're like a lot of other topics we're probably going to revisit later on, but there's, there's still so much more that I want to get into. Like I have tracks picked out for topics we haven't even gotten to yet. But yeah, thanks, Matt. I appreciate you Absolutely. coming on the show. Thank you. Um, Anytime. Yeah. We're going to hold you to that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always a pleasure. So, um, yeah, if you want to contact us, please send us an email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. <laughs> and for more information on the show and a full track listing, check out the website. At rootin'tootin', www, but no Ws. Nope. Rhythmandpixels.com. <laughs> And um, if you like what you're hearing, you want to hear more, and you want to let us know, please hit the subscribe button on whatever device you're listening to the podcast on. And if you're on iTunes, leave a rating, leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. And, you know, more ratings and comments on the show mean that um, it's easier for other people to find. And I just want to showcase this music, get more people um, interested in this wonderful music that's composed specifically for the video game medium. I like the idea of just exchanging this with you guys, letting you hear what we like so that you can in turn talk us about what you like. Right. It's a give and take exchange. And by that, I'm actually segging into the idea of if you got any suggestions or you know thoughts on topics, any of that sort, hit us up on our Facebook page too, yep. Rhythm and Pixels. Yeah, Facebook slash Rhythm and Pixels. You can catch me on Twitter um, at Rhythm N Pixels. Um, you can also just find me on Twitter, RF Nichols. <laughs> Riffin Nichols. Hey, uh, Matt, you got anything you want to plug while we're at it? Um, I I'm I'm trying to think off the top of my head. We do have the uh, the Pernell and Matt play games uh, YouTube show. Pernell and Matt is rated R for intense language, alcohol consumption, and intensely good times. Which we do have one more episode in the can, which I haven't gotten around to editing yet because I have had a million things go wrong <laughs> or get in the way or projects popping up. Yep. Um, that's about. So there is, there is an episode coming soon to a YouTube near you. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and we'll probably have some more in the near future. Oh, cause once. I hope so, man. Cause there's some topics of brewing up here. Oh, absolutely. Zombies ain't my neighbors is going to happen. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Should, uh, well, maybe we'll do like a, a SNES, some some something SNES focused, SNES like. Yes, <laughs> right. That's at uh, youtube.com slash Pernell and Matt. Ooh, nice. And uh, I believe it's also facebook.com slash Pernell and Matt, or just Pernell and Matt on Facebook. Yeah. Are we on Facebook? I think we are. You're on Facebook. We're definitely yeah, on, Facebook. You're on Facebook. I think we're on Twitter too. I have maybe touched our Twitter account. <laughs> So yeah. maybe see if you can find us. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll find Have you. Well, I, I like the show. I, I really, I think it's great. And um, yeah, if, if the listeners are out there, um, you want to hear more from us, check out the show because the show is hilarious and it's fun watching Pernell and Matt play through some hard games. Like, oh, what was the one you played? The, you played Explosion Man, um, right? Explosion Man. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I love fun. that one mainly because the fact that it's a thing that very few people have played well at to the point that right. the developers were like, holy crap, look at these guys play our game. Awesome. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. That's another game that when you do it right, it's like a dance. Yes. But, you know, it's it's yeah. it's like where it's like synchronized swimming. <laughs> synchronized exploding. Right, synchronized exploding. All right. Well, let's um, let's get out of here. Um and we'll we'll talk about what our next topic will be. How about that? I'm all for it. Cool. Well, again, Matt, thanks for coming on the show. No problem. Thank you. All right. Um we are the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. I have been 
Rob Nichols. I will can try to continue to be Purnell. <laughs> and I will always be. <laughs> mm. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. And remember, just because you're not one of the big boys doesn't mean you don't have the skill to play with the big boys. Do what you believe. Kick it out a notch. Mm. Big oh, boy, Purnell. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>